Hey everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkInSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. I'm going to jump right into things this week with a passionate plea for all of you job seekers out there. I know there are a lot of you, so listen up. The time is now to go extra. Okay, so ask yourself, what's happening in the sports industry right now? Well, I'll tell you, there are huge shifts in hiring and staffing. For the last year, there's been a staffing contraction due to COVID. Not necessarily because of revenue depletion. Sure, in some cases it has been, but not everywhere. A lot of businesses have flourished during coronavirus. A lot of sports businesses have. Certain jobs were temporarily contracted due to the lack of live-attended sports events. No need for me to rehash that. Many of you lived it. The need was always going to be there. The demand has always been high, and we knew it would come charging back, which is happening right now. We are seeing a gigantic uptick in hiring, but there are a few other things happening too. People changed over the last year. Their priorities shifted. Their desires changed. Their focus took on new meaning. Many people sat back and said, maybe sports aren't my jam. Maybe the schedule isn't my thing. Maybe I don't want to be around 15,000 people a night. Maybe I don't want to work holidays and weekends. A lot of people reevaluated and reprioritized. Everyone was affected differently by the last year. That's okay. That's good. That's healthy. I've talked to many people who have said, I think I've given up on the sports idea. Or I'm going to look for something closer to family because that's what I learned to appreciate and value in the last year. I didn't like that I was somewhere far away from everybody that matters to me. And I remember that very well. I started my career in Atlanta. I didn't know anybody in Atlanta. I didn't have any family or friends there. I didn't go to college there. I'd never been there before coming to work there. Then I moved to Seattle. I didn't have any family there. I brought family with me, but I didn't have any other people there. I didn't know anyone. That can be lonely and isolating even when you're not dealing with something like coronavirus. So a lot of people in the last year have said, I'm going to hunker down and I'm going to make changes in my life because I want to go to what's most important to me. Our society is taking a new view on work and even more, a new view on purpose. And I respect the heck out of that. You do you. I totally get it. I hear that. and I talk to a lot of people and they're telling me this hear it and I love that people are knowing themselves and engaging in self-care but I also think that opens a lot of opportunities for others and that that other could be you I'm serious I would have probably been the one that was like sweet you're moving on let's go I'll take your position because I was focused that way I was okay for me I survived through the the challenges that exist when you go into a new place I kind of loved it to be honest with you I liked the schedule. I like the chaos and the urgency. Not everybody does. So let's get into the thrust of this conversation. Knowing this, now is the time to go extra. Okay, as I've mentioned lately, I am one of those people who is hiring right now. So I am living the entire chain of resume review, phone screening, video interview, panel interview, deliberate, hire. I am seeing firsthand 
what is happening out there. And to be honest, I'm a little stunned. There are tons of great candidates. We're making great hires. I'm fired up. But I looked at a lot of stuff. And there are a lot of people who are just going through the motions for one reason or another. Now, I know that some people are content with unemployment and just have to go through the process of employing. But let's put that aside. That's not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about is that there are a lot of people out there that are just going through the motions. Here's the headline. If you're looking for a job and just going through the same standard process each time, you won't be the chosen one. Period. Full stop. If you are finding jobs that are open, attaching your standard resume and cover letter, and sitting back and praying for results, you are not doing enough. Period. Let's start with the basics. Don't just start applying to a bunch of jobs. Be selective and purposeful. One of the biggest mistakes people make is they're just like, well, if I apply for two jobs, that means my odds are X. And if I apply for 10 jobs, that means my odds of getting hired are better. Not necessarily. That is faulty logic. It's about the effort that you put in and the match that you have to each individual job. You are way better being selective, making sure you are well aligned for a job and putting your all into that application process than just spraying your resume out there everywhere. Remember, not only do people not really hire people that aren't a match for the job description or the job that they're applying for, But they also track when you're applying for a bunch of jobs at their organization, and they start to wonder, like, do you really want to work in this job and do this task, or do you just want to be here? And you want them to feel like you want to be in this particular role. It's a massive red flag if you're just applying to a lot of things and just want to be at the organization rather than you want to do that job that they're hiring for. Okay. Number two, and we're in the basics right now, Customize your resume and cover letter. Put in the work to get noticed. Again, I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go too crazy deep. But if you are looking for jobs on workinsports.com or some other sites that I don't think are as good, except I hire, which I think is great, (laughs) put in the work. Look at the job. Understand what the requirements are of the job. Start to understand where you could fit and customize your resume to fit and align with the job description. Put in the work. Don't make things up. Just make sure you are accentuating those things that they are saying are important. Make sure you have metrics for those bullet points that are super important that they mention in their job description. Make sure you have that involved. Don't just copy, cut, paste and put it in a new form and and put your application out there. If you've got a skill that they're accentuating a lot, but you have it buried somewhere in your resume, they might never see it. Make sure you get it up there so it's visible. Add a little to it. Make sure it stands out. Put in the work. And give me a cover letter that's customized to what they're looking for. Tell me a story that aligns with something they need. If they're talking about how they need somebody to lead a project, you know, be a project manager, run a marketing strategy, develop a sales team, do inside sales, cold call... Tell me something. Tell me something from your experience that aligns. Give me a story. Hook me. Make me interested. That will get you noticed. I'm telling you, we have a system where when somebody applies for a job, we get a score rating. It's called iScore, and it's very powerful. It does a search for us and lets us know, here are the candidates of the 50 people that applied. Here are the ones we think are the best match. Start here. And I'm telling you, I went through all of them because I was curious And there are so many people that applied for our jobs that were not a match at all. They didn't have any of the skills. And basically, iScore would tell me that. It would say, like, this person scored a 20. 
I'd look through it just to see, like, let's see how accurate this tool is. And I'd look at it and be like, yep, they're not a match at all. So I'd never call them. Put in the work to get yourself noticed. Apply for jobs that make sense. Okay. Now let's talk about the next phase, phone screens. If you do those two things, if you're selective and you put work into your resume and cover letter and you're not just going out there doing whatever, you're probably going to get a phone screen. Now, who does the phone screen? Oftentimes, the first phone screen is conducted by an HR rep. It's not usually your hiring manager or the person that is going to be your eventual boss. It's usually an HR rep that does the first screening. And they're trying to understand a vibe for you, if it aligns with what the job needs are, if it aligns with the manager who they probably know on some level, if their personalities start to match, and if you're in your overall ability to do the job. They're using their instincts, but they're also checking some list boxes and saying like, okay, this job needs to have these things. I want to hear them talk about their experience with them. Knowing this, it is paramount you research the company culture. Read news items. Look at LinkedIn. Check out their About Us page. Do they have any videos? Watch the videos. Did they check out their office location? Is it in a cool part of town? That maybe says something about their culture. Use everything you have to learn about the company before the phone screen. Do they publish their mission statement? Do they have their core values somewhere? So let's play this out. If you're on a phone screen with an HR rep, guess who probably helped write the company core values? The HR rep. And if you start referencing how their dedication to inclusion and their focus on growth excites you and is important to you as well in your career journey, that goes a really long way towards impressing that person. I'm not telling you to manipulate the system. I'm telling you to research and understand what's important. Understand if you're aligned with it and then utilize that knowledge in the phone screen process. Do the work. Okay, next phase, video interview. Now you'll probably be meeting with your hiring manager, future boss. This is where you start to over-deliver. Do something extra. You have to prep for your interview, of course, but pull something from the job description. If there's a task in there that you are super confident in, do it before the video interview and share it with the person. Send them an email. I created this promotional element for one of your products. Just wanted to share it with you in advance of our interview. I developed a one-pager for corporate partnership prospecting. I created a script and follow-up campaign that I had really good luck with on sales calls. I completed an audit of your social channels to show opportunities for the future. Do you want the job? Go extra. If you're just applying for stuff willy-nilly and don't know anything about the organization, you might not be able to do this. But if you have intention and are focused and you give yourself the opportunities to really nail this process, you can over-deliver for those jobs that you really want. Go extra. It sets the stage for who you are and it makes the hiring manager excited. Okay, now, final one, panel interview. There's always a next phase in the process. Most organizations, decent-sized organizations, have like a three-part process. Phone screen, video interview, and then something like a panel interview or a cross-functional interview where other people at the organization get to be involved. At iHire slash Work in Sports, we conduct panel interviews. So four to five other people, not your hiring manager, come in and are cross-functionally involved in the decision-making process. Somebody from product comes in. Somebody from development comes in. Somebody from uh, sales or marketing comes in. And they have a cross-view section of how this person would do in the organization. You get a consensus in some ways. Well, here's an idea. Create an introductory video before the panel and share it with everyone involved. Yes, I am stealing this idea from a recent interviewee who I just offered a job to, thanks Kevin, because he knocked it out of the park doing exactly this. It was amazing. He put together like a three-minute video. You don't even need to go that far. 
Kevin was applying for a job to be an AV content creator, right? So he's doing video editing and such. So it made sense for him to go a little extra. But you don't have to do that. You have to give it a spirit or an idea about who you are. And it was amazing. It's totally set the tone with the panelists. He delivered it before the panel started to everybody. He actually delivered it to me, and then I distributed it to the panelists. He gave me permission to do so. He said, please, show this to everybody so they can know a little bit more about me before we get started. And it really made them feel like they knew him before it even started. It doesn't have to be long or skillfully produced. It just has to be a little something about you authentically. You can edit it on your phone. I mean, it's super simple. Unless you're applying to be a video editor, you don't need to be top-of-line production value. But share what you are into and passionate about. Tell them a little bit something about what you like to do. I like to hike. I like to ride bikes. I like to do this, blah, blah, blah. Show them. Give a little insight into you. I like to go to the pool with my daughter or like to do this or that or whatever. Again, the overarching theme here is, are you going to wait for things to happen to you or are you going to go grab them? If you want to work in sports, get ready to do some grabbing. Thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for being part of our audience and part of our culture and part of our community. Please continue to listen, rate, review wherever you listen to the podcast. And I'll be tuning in with you soon. Let's get back to work, everybody. 